Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And welcome back to Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. I'm your host, Mark Ellis. Jacqueline Coley taking a break, maybe playing video games. She's probably working on some sort of undercover assignment. But again, we just had award season, so she is now in her blissful post-award season, I would say, relaxation state. But again, knowing her, she's probably banging away at some keyboard, writing some article that you're going to get to see on RottenTomatoes.com. Speaking of articles on RottenTomatoes.com, that happens to be the subject of our chat here today. I can't do it alone. I can barely function. So we have two of our primo guests here joining us in studio. First of all, you know her as one third of the world, girls. You also know her as the star of films like Always Lola, which just made a great award circuit run. And she's just about to enter into a new project that might take her away from us for a little bit. So, Roxy, before you go off filming another one, I am pleased to welcome you back. It's Roxy Stryer to Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. Yeah, I may know a thing about movie quotes now that I've been in a couple. <laughs> yeah. Listen, some street cred going on right now. On that silver screen, and that is what we're talking about today, is the most memorable movie quotes of all time. But we're going to focus on Rotten Tomatoes celebrating its 25th birthday, so we're going to se- we're going to focus on the 98 on. So anything from the late 90s on, and although this young man loves quoting his movie release dates as far oh. back as the late 70s, early 80s, <laughs> he also is known for his love of movie quotes. He is the one, the only, you see him on this, on TV all the time, national TV. He's a legend here doing local stuff like KTLA. You see him pop in a lot. Radio, red carpets, Q&As. The man does it all, and he is the man's man, Scott Mance. Mark, Roxy, I have been and always shall be <laughs> Your friends. Oh, he's, he's already oh, starting. Oh, there you go. Already he's started. Already doing it. Smart, smart. I should have done that. <laughs> Introduce me second next time, will yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> I should have given you that that soft ramp up. But I mean, look, you've been on set a lot recently, Scott. You've been talking. I mean, you're probably blowing the face talking about award season kind of movies too. And so now we're just getting back into the summer season that we're looking ahead. Maybe. We get some more memorable movie quotes from movies this summer, like in Indiana Jones 5. I think we know the one-word quote we're going to get from Fast 10, which is just going to be family. family. That's a good warm-up one. But we have on RottenTomatoes.com the most memorable movie lines of the last 25 years. Uh, It was curated by our staff here, and look, anybody is going to have some sort of issue with this list where it's like, oh, how are you going to take that movie quote over this one? You forgot about this movie? Or even you got the movie right, 
You just necessarily didn't get the quote from the movie, right? There's better quotes in that. And I already see my guest smile looking to talk about it. So you can click on the link in our description of this podcast if that's how you're getting it. But you can just go to RottenTomatoes.com and check out the most memorable movie lines of the last 25 years since we were born here at RT. <laughs> Hard to believe it's been wow. 25 years ago. Mm. Well, here's the fun is that technically Rotten Tomatoes was started in August. So... <laughs> Our producer, Brian Perez, he he comes in and I just know he's got some good news, right? Maybe it's something happened in his personal life this weekend. Maybe he's just excited about doing this episode. He comes up to me and he's like, okay, so it's from August 98 on. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, which means we can include Rush Hour because Rush oh. Hour came out in September of 98. So Rush Hour is eligible to be mentioned but I don't want to leave it at just that. We are going to have some time to talk about our all-time favorite movie quotes from any era. But let's start here, because we always ask our guests, if we're talking about a movie or a TV series, is it fresh or rotten? Is Rotten Tomatoes right or wrong? So, Scott Mance, I'm going to start with you. You look at this list, mm -hmm. and you brought a number of examples from home. Your list <laughs> yes. is, I'm sure, infallible. The RottenTomatoes.com list of the 25 most memorable movie lines of the last 25 years is it fresh or rotten? I got to say, Mark, it's pretty fresh. There were a couple of movies where you got the movie right, but the quote wrong. And I'm looking at Roxy going, <laughs> you know, and we we're know. both nodding. Mm -hmm. And we're going like, yeah, that's so true. But for the most part, the movies you picked and the quotes you picked from them were very fresh. Okay. So we got, again, that's an understood you. I didn't necessarily do any of this stuff. I'm just looking <laughs> at the list and grading it right along with you and Roxy. Take the credit, Mark. Take the credit. <laughs> Take the credit, you yes. You did it all. You, you were up endless nights working on this list. I know it. I mean, you got to watch some of the best movies of the last 25 years. So in Roxy Stryer's not-so-humble opinion is... Rotten Tomatoes, fresh or rotten with this list. So I wanted to go in with fresh eyes. So instead of looking at the list first, I made a list before I looked at the list to see oh, how okay. my list would kind of stack up. I did more like a 15 just to see sure. if it was going to be on there. And then I went and looked and they were almost all on there. there so go. I was like, okay, that's how you wow. know this was done very well because it matches my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> which is the least important opinion at this table, but still matters. It was very good. Hey, though. woman of the people. I'm just, it was so fun watching y'all talk pre-show because all y'all wanted to talk about was TV shows. So it's yeah. just I nice know. getting that out of the way. Well, TV is where it's at. I mean, like, look <laughs> no. at all the quality on all the streaming services, all these shows that you like got to binge or you got to watch at midnight when it drops because you wake up and then you go on, you, you know, go on the internet and you, it's totally spoiled. So, like, I mean, just I know exactly the, what you're talking about. Right? There was a big spoiler this past week. I'm oh, telling no. you. You didn't. Roxy Stryer didn't catch a TV show on time. I did. I just saw the rest of the people get spoiled about Succession. You didn't see? Oh, well, that, that's why I bring up the, the streaming just for a minute is because with shows like Succession or a lot of the, the, the quality stuff that we get in all these various streaming platforms, now it's – you look at this list of 25 movie lines, most of them were from – like the late 90s, early 2000s, mm -hmm. not a lot of movie quotes from the last 10 years of cinema on here. So, you know, we have our entertainment options, but I'd like to see more quotes in more quality films. And hopefully this summer can start to rectify that. You know, Mark, the, the fact that you have so many quotes from a particular year is it just points out how great that year actually was for movies. We'll get into that 
pretty quickly when we go through, go through these quotes in chronological order. But as I was going through the list, I'm going, wow, this year again, again, again. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> wow, this year was great. And look what happened over the last couple of years. You know, movie going was really uh, in, in deep, deep trouble. You know, we didn't get a lot of movies over the last couple of years, but now with 2023, I think they're really bouncing back. And I think 23, when we get through the end of the year, we're going to have a lot of great quotes. Do you guys believe that you can't have a most memorable movie quote without the movie being great? You just said that the the year had such great movies, but do you guys think it has to be a great movie in order to have a memorable quote? That is a great question, and I would say not at all. <laughs> I think you can be a garbage movie but still have a quote that sticks out there and just ri- the cream rises to the top, Scott. Uh, I agree with that because there's a couple movie quotes on here from movies <laughs> that are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that too. <laughs> Let's get to it all right now as we hit the music for Movie Talk. Our buddy Tim Ryan, we, he's on the bench this week because like we're trying to figure out what can Tim do for us like because he usually gives us what the critics were saying at the time of the movie's release, and that sort of kicks off our conversation. All these movies, I don't know that Tim has the time, he's a busy guy, to give us what the critics thought about Office Space, and then Notting Hill, and then Legally Blonde, and then Training Day, just some of the movies that we're going to be running down on this list. I'll give you a couple more, uh, just as far as the movies that we might be covering from the last 25 years. Your Gladiator in there. Finding Nemo's in there. More MCU movies than I thought. Black Panther made it in there. Avengers Endgame made it in there. And so what are the quotes going to be from something like Lord of the Rings? That's what we're here to talk about now. We are going to kick off in somewhat chronological order. Okay. But before we get there, movie quotes in general. Scott, do you remember the first movie quote that really hit you? And you're like, you're a viewer, maybe you're you're a youth, you're a teenager, and you're just saying, oh, that that really made this movie stand out. That is what I'm taking from this flick. Are you kidding me asking me that question, Mark Ellis? I bet we're getting a release date as well. You are going to love this answer, being the massive fan that you are on May 25th, 1977, sitting on my dad's lap, hearing the words, may the force be with you. Mm, Absolutely. As an eight-year-old kid that was like prime spy, just when movies when Hollywood was completely changing after Jaws with Close Encounters around the corner. But without, I mean, it's it's a cliche answer, but because of how old I was when I saw Star Wars, when Star Wars was called Star Wars, not (laughs) A New Hope, episode four, blah, blah, blah. But may the force be with you, everyone, for the next couple of years. Through 1983, everyone was quoting, may the force be with you. That's right. And I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah. I never have a bad feeling when Roxy's on the show. So, Roxy, do you remember in your movie-going career, like, that first quote that really leapt out at you? I think I was an arrogant little kid. And so, because of that, <laughs> I liked going to school to talk about the movies. My parents let me watch any movie that I want. So, I remember going in with the, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn quote, very, yeah. very young, and having none of the kids understand what I was talking about, me thinking, I am so mature. Oh, wow. Good one. (laughs) I know something none of you know. Yes, you do. And the history behind it. So things like that or, you know, classics from like uh, Wizard of Oz or Mm -hmm. anything that was like just the old school movies that my parents had me watch as a child. Yeah, the Wizard of Oz. Those movies were 1939, by the way. Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind. It was a good year. And Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Good year. Good good year for movies, good year for movie quotes. Those two usually go hand in hand. If I tee y'all up and I just say best movie quote, what's your favorite movie quote 
of all time. You go first, Roxy. It might be There's No Place Like Home. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty good. D- like, it's is just that so the beautiful. best quote from Wizard of Oz? Because the first thing I think of Wizard of Oz is not my favorite quote from it, but the thing that stands out just because it's got to make the other ones feel so awkward is when Dorothy says, I'll miss you most of all, Scarecrow. Yeah, exactly. And it's like Tin Man and Liner is like right there, like, okay. Well, I, I, I'll i take my things and go home. Probably the most memorable is Lions and Tigers and Bears, oh my. There you go. Yeah, That's probably the most memorable. Uh, and then, how do you like them apples? That's got to be oh, a favorite sure. for me From as a Boston <laughs> girl. Yeah, I honestly feel like it should have been on the list. It's very quotable. Very close. Very 97. quotable. 97, we're right at the cusp. Yeah. Oh, that's, the, that's why. Otherwise, yeah, it would have like been there. Apples. Yeah, good uh, Can point. I tell you something, Roxy? It's not your fault. Mm. <laughs> That's another good one. I caught it recently. It's pretty good. Uh, Scott, okay, this is a big buildup now. Your all-time favorite movie quote all-time for the movie man. Movie quote. My goodness. I mean, well, I mean, look, may the force be with you. Just because it is such a great quote, but also because are you coming across to my side of the aisle I here? Am, because I we am. always have these Star Trek, Star Wars skirmishes it's online true. every so often. So are you coming over and saying Star Wars is more quotable than Star Trek? Coexist. <laughs> I can love them both, but still Star Trek is my favorite. You got live long and prosper. Live long and prosper, but that's from the TV show. Okay. Uh, what I like about the movie is I have been and always shall be your friend. Spock said oh, that to Kirk yeah. from Star Trek Two, But I also love, and you know, these are not the obvious quotes. I love that you're going like real classic old school. Mm. You know, mine, mine aren't that old. Like I love keep your friends close and your enemies closer from Godfather Part Two. Uh, mm. Jerry Maguire is one of my favorite movies from 1996. You complete me. I mean, you got to love that. Yeah. But the one that I quote a lot, especially when someone tries to pull a fast one on me, is from 1984's <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. If someone tries to pull a fast one on me, I go, nice try, Laoshe. <laughs> <laughs> we love our Good. quotes. <laughs> no time for love, Dr. Jones. I think that his quote, Indiana Jones is a very quotable dude. I don't know if he sure. realizes this, but the I'm making this up as I go along mm. was one of my senior quotes. They gave us two to have, and both of mine were from Lucasfilm Productions. You could probably guess the, maybe you can't though, because Star Wars is very quotable. So my other high school movie quote, that was not, I'm making this up as I go along, which I still am in my life and career, is from a movie, it's from Empire Strikes Back, particularly. I know what you yeah. do? What is it? You have to guess. I'm your father. <laughs> I'm your father, Mark Ellis. Um, I am your father. That is a great quote. It's an all-time <laughs> quote. What a yearbook quote that would be. Maybe the best spoiler of all time. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certain places where that could be a yearbook quote. That is incorrect. Roxy, you want to take a stab I, no, at I it? I don't know. I don't know. It's I love you. I know. What did you say it's from? From a little green Muppet. Oh. oh. Kermit's grandfather. Uh, yep. That would be Kermit the Frog. Related to Yoda, who said, do or do not, there is, is no try. try. Oh, that's a great one. It's not yeah, easy being one. green, man. <laughs> but still, it Mark. It still works. Yeah. I am your father. Yeah, well, you know. That's... <laughs> I mean, that moment. I mean, look, when you have it, here's the thing. One of the things that makes a movie quote great is when it is spoofed and reused out of context in other <laughs> movies. So when you go back and watch the movie where it actually came from, you go, oh, okay. Like I had never seen Casablanca until like the the late nineties, and I saw it at the at the New Art, and you know, uh, uh, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. We'll always have Paris. You know, some of these lines were used in so many other films and TV shows that when you see them in the original context, you go, wow, like that that was a big deal. So so when you see Tommy Boy and you see Chris Farley, 
talking to the fan going, Luke, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> you know, that makes that movie, quote, great because it was reused in another film. And it's baseball spoofing. It. Casablanca is interesting. Casablanca might be the most quotable film of all time. And I say that partially because it is so good and the writing is so well done that people quote it thinking they're quoting the movie and they're not. Even the title of the play, Play It Again, Sam, it's not actually said in the movie. That's correct. It's inferred. Play I think, it, Sam. Play it, Sam, but mm. play it again, Sam. So a lot of times you have these movies that are just so iconic, you kind of forget where that quote originated from. The one that is maybe more overquoted than anything else for me as a sports fan, is when you're watching a game and it's late. Say Tom Brady's got the ball two minutes to go, right? Or if your team is on the bubble trying to get into the playoffs, they will not hesitate to use the Dumb and Dumber quote. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's so yeah. overused now, but in the original context of the film, still works. I don't Aspen? I don't know, man. The French are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like none of us mentioning Rocky being so quotable, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good one. Or you're killing me, Smalls. That's one that people use in their Sad daily lot. life. Yep, yeah, totally. I just, someone used that on me the other day, and I went, oh, you're quoting... Chris uh, uh, from uh, KTLA used me on the air. I said, are you quoting the Sandlot? And they don't even know that they they're quoting... They don't even know yeah, that they're quoting the movie. Said you're killing Anytime totally. your quote from a film makes it onto a Target shirt, you can buy it at Target. There's like three different Sandlot shirts you can buy at Target. Mm. So Sandlot has clearly passed the litmus test to get into the lexicon still all these many years later. Before we get into the 90s, I got one more question for you. Yep. Is there a particular genre of movies that lends themselves to being more quotable than anything else? Roxy, you got a big smile on your yeah, face. Yeah, because Mark, this is exactly the conversation I had with myself last night. <laughs> <laughs> it looked really good in front of the mirror. <laughs> Comedies are so much more quotable than dramas to me because I use them more often. Like, you, it, it, it's so light and they make it, it makes you funnier to be able to use the quote. Like, if you're quoting a drama in a dinner conversation, you're kind of pompous. But if you say something <laughs> that comes from an anchorman or a stepbrothers or whatever, then it's fun and everybody kind of gives a giggle. So I know that's a very broad genre, but comedies to me are very quotable. No, I, I agree with that, Scott, because comedies, you can be funny. You're expected to be funny throughout the entire film. And any sort of punchline usually comes with a quote. With dramas, it's all about that buildup. Like Empire Strikes Back, a lot of great quotes along the way. But we're all building up to this climactic scene. Godfather 2, we're all building up to this one thing where it's like, oh, here's the setup. Drum roll, please. Boom. Stick your line and then you're out. But with comedies, every 5, 10, 15, 20 seconds, you have an opportunity for something else memorable. I agree on all points. But when he asked you that question, Roxanne, you smiled. That was not the answer I thought you were going to give. All right. What do you think? I thought you were going to say sci-fi. Hmm. Yeah, sci-fi too. And, and that was part of my mirror conversation as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because like we talked about, I mean, also just nerddom in general when it go. comes to Star Trek and Star Wars or the MCU movies. Um DC movies, not as much on the list. <laughs> I understand why. But th those those movies where, like, we watch them so many times, especially as a kid. The other uh, category that I thought was so quotable is animated. Animated sure. movies, there's usually one line. I have a hard time knowing what's a quote and what's kind of like a, a catchphrase. A lot of the animated movies have two-word quotes, and it's the name of a song. But they say it throughout, like, a, a Hakuna Matata, right? Like, is that a quote from Lion King, or is that— I a, would give that the quote— 
night of approval. I would say, because, I mean, look, we have some two, like for instance, on our list of, of the 98 movies on, like what I think should be on there is Avengers Assemble should be on there from Absolutely. Avengers Endgame. And then you also have, well, like Office Space can just be, hey, Peter. The quote we have here is, looks like somebody has the case of the Mondays, which is another great quote from a very quotable movie, Office Space. But then you also have like Black Panther and it's just Wakanda Forever. It's like two words, but they mean a whole lot. You yeah. know, but the thing with the thing with Office Space was it was a box office bomb. So yeah. it was written and directed by Mike Judge, who was famous for Beavis and Butthead. The movie only made $11 million when it came out in 1999. But look at how often Office Space is quoted. And, you know, it looks like you got a case of the Mondays. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. That is another quote that got picked up and is used out of context by people who don't realize where it came from. Heard in offices every Monday yeah. to this very day. I was at Starbucks a few weeks ago, <laughs> and it was a Monday. And a lot I, of cases of the Mondays early morning at Starbucks. Oh, right, yeah. From people who were still in line who have not yet had their coffee. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the front and you know, the guy was like, what do you want? And I like totally forgot what I was going to get, even though I get the same thing all the time. And he goes, oh, it looks like you got a case of the Mondays. And I'm like, you know, he looked like he was like 15. Yeah, he has no idea. I'm like, I was going to embarrass. Like, do you know where that came from? Do you know the movie Office Gatekeep Space? Gatekeep him, Scott. Do you know, do you know what it means to want to have your red stapler? <laughs> do you know what this means? Do you know what Michael Bolton, do you know who Michael Bolton really is? Yeah. And I'm not talking about the the, the singer, you know, <laughs> I'm talking about Michael Bolton yeah. from Office Space. Do you know what a TPS report is and how to format them properly? Oh my God. Every time someone says like, like, you know, if, if I'm in a situation and somebody says, oh, don't forget to do this. And then someone says, oh, you know, don't forget to do this. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll, I remember about the TPS reports, but the beauty <laughs> is when they know what that with that, where that's coming from. Yeah, they go, oh, Office Space. And you're like, okay, yeah, we're friends again. Did Office Space, uh, did, did that bug bite you as hard as it bit uh, me and my friends in college, Ross? Yeah, but I was just not in college. You yet. were not in college yet. You're much, much, many weeks younger than I. <laughs> but Office Space is just one of those movies where if you ever had, had to work a job, it doesn't even necessarily have to be in an office, just a job where you thought maybe there was something better on the horizon for you. You start thinking about all these quotes that, in office space, it seems like, and again, the case of the Mondays thing comes from the people who are annoying our protagonist, Peter Gibbons. So it's not even like the hero saying any of this stuff. It's just like, that is the vibe at that office. So the Bobs always get me as far as like the most quotable in that movie when they say, what is it you do here? Those kind of things. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. I, I, I re-quote <laughs> them to myself so many times in life. We're looking at our list now, and we have five movies from 1999. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Alone. So those are Office Space, The Matrix, Notting Hill, The Sixth Sense, and Fight Club. Roxy Stryer, which one of these five quotes speaks to you and your heart? You know, the the quote that I think you can't have a list of 25 memorable movie lines in the last 25 years and not include of these is I See Dead People, which is so strange because it's the least quotable of them. Like, not often in life am I walking around, but if Saying you, I see dead yeah, people. <laughs> you know, because that will get you in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, uh, good. But if you don't have that on this list, then you're not an okay list because it is, if you say I see dead people, everybody knows what you're talking about. Everybody Everyone knows, knows. the sixth sense. Yeah, everybody yep. knows. And it's, uh, it's the only quote from that movie that's memorable. I think mm. it's a great movie. But it's when you say that, it's like everybody stops and knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and the, and the thing about that, Scott, to our point earlier about genres and which genre is the most quotable, it's an all-time quote that everybody knows you're talking about the sixth sense. They know the scene you're talking about. 
but it takes so long for us to build up to that. It's not an indication of how bad the movie's great, but comedies, it's like every 20 seconds you get a, you get an opportunity for something like that. Sixth Sense had one chance and hit it out of the stadium. The, what makes that that line, those four words, so crucial is when it was actually said in the film. First of all, I agree with you completely. I See Dead People sums up exactly what The Sixth Sense is all about. That's the movie right there. And Haley Joel Osment, who was nominated for supporting actor and lost to Michael Caine for The Cider House Rules, when he looks at Bruce Willis and says, I see dead people. I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> and Bruce Willis's reaction is so good. His He's reaction's like, great. Okay, as in... All of our reactions at home, which is <laughs> no. I mean, that was the first time I ever saw a movie, and I was like, movies can do this. I feel bamboozled. Like, <laughs> but what makes you the line great? To me. <laughs> what makes the line great is that it was the midpoint of the film. You talk about the buildup of that movie. Writer director M. Night Shyamalan. He used that moment in the hospital when when. Cole says to Bruce Willis' character, I see dead people. That was the midpoint of the film. In the hands of any other writer-director, that would have been in the first act. That would have been in your inciting It incident. opens the movie because we, we see that in the trailer and right. we're kind of waiting for it. You're but now we have waiting. all this buildup that works so much better when the line is actually hit. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And and we look at that, I mean, again, five quotes from 99, and then we have one from 2000, which is Gladiator, obviously, which a number of quotes you can pull from that one. Do you want me to perform it for you or no? Do it. Enter Are you not? <laughs> that moment in Gladiator, which came out, it was a summer film, May of 2000. You know they're doing a sequel to that, Rocks. You might have a job. Honestly, that was my audition. <laughs> but Ridley Scott directed the hell out of that movie. And I'll tell you, that moment when he says, are you not entertained, is the moment that made Russell Crowe a star. I agree with that. that. Yeah, completely. When you think of him and you think about his rise to stardom, that is the moment that you think of. You, everybody can kind of hear his voice. I mean, mostly because I just did it for all of you. <laughs> but in your head, like you hear him say it when you read it. And anytime I've seen that, like sometimes people will say that, um, and again, not know where it's coming from, but I hear it like him. When you see Are You Not Entertained, you read that, it's in his voice. And every wide receiver and every shooting guard in the pros saw that line and it was like, I'm saying that when I score a touchdown or after I hit the big shot to win the game. Like, I'm saying, yeah. Are You Not Entertained? My favorite quote from Gladiator is actually, What We Do in Life Echoes in Eternity. I think that's just such a, you know, he's saying that to his troops to prayer him up for, for battle. I can say that to myself to go for my max bench press. You know, it, it works. It, at my signal only, at, there's so many lines in that movie that work. But Scott, we were talking about how this this list feels like it's weighted 
way more towards like 99, 2001. 2001 has three movies, Training Day, Legally Blonde, and The Fast and the Furious. Why is it that we have these kind of clusters of years, in your opinion? You know, every once in a while, you just have a year that totally knocks it out of the park. You have 1982 was an amazing year because you had movies like Wrath of Khan, uh, Poltergeist, E.T., Blade Runner, The Thing. That was just in the month of June of 1982. You just have these years that Whew. just are great. And 99, maybe it was all this like, you know, build up to like y, Y2K hysteria. In case but, we don't get any more movies. It, right. Like this is it, right? But 99 had The Matrix. It had like uh, Election, Eyes Wide Shut, The Sixth Sense, uh, The Insider, American Beauty, Three Kings. Keep going. You'll Three find Kings. it. Keep going. Right? Uh, you got uh, Fear uh, leads Magnolia. to anger. Anger leads to hate. Uh, hate Fight leads Club. to suffering. Fight Phantom Club. Menace. Phant oh, that's not a great movie. <laughs> it's a great call oh, from the movie. Come on. It's Phantom really Menace movie. was the demerit of 1999. I really like it. But Fight Club, uh, also being John Malkovich, 99 was just like a like crazy, insane year. And that's why like when I was going through your list, I was like, ooh, another one from 99, <laughs> another one. 2001, also a great year. Uh, uh, but 99 was, I think, the, the last great year that's up there with, we were talking about 1939, it's up there with that year. You think 39, the next great year is 99? 100%, Wow. Rocks. One a big gap there. That's a big gap. <laughs> but in terms of just like there were so many great movies, like one movie after another, you know, 82. And from unexpected places. I mean, nobody knew the Blair Witch Project was coming out. And then all there of a sudden that was the that was the phenomenon. I can't quote Blair Witch because the only quote I remember in Blair Witch is the one guy stumbling around in the woods bitching about the fact that he's going to miss Cal Ripken breaking Lou Gehrig's record because he's stuck out here in the woods for the rest of the time. Um, I guess there's I'm so scared from Blair Witch Project with sure. like a snot bubble coming out and you just feel, oh man, it is not fun <laughs> to go camping in the woods of Burkittsville, Maryland. You yeah, know? but when people say I'm so scared, you don't assume that they're quoting Blair Witch. It's not, it's not, it's not like, yeah, it's not Blair like, Witch? yeah, it's not like, <laughs> your I friend texts you, I see <laughs> dead people, it's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so scared. That's like, you might want to follow up with your pal. Next time I text you, I'm so scared. Right, uh -huh. right. Yeah. No, no, help. As we matriculate a little further on the list, we have some 2003 gems in Finding Nemo. It's just keep swimming and then the Lord of the Rings Return of the King, it's sort of what the Oscars did with Lord of the Rings where they give Return of the King all the all the flowers. Return of the King gets the credit for my precious. I got you. My precious. That is great. What's interesting is that's her exact same voice for Yoda. It is. So it works it better is. for Gollum. Do, do not. There is no try. <laughs> Luke circus is running better watch his back. Yeah, yeah. circus better watch no, his honestly, back. Honestly, I'm really using this. I'm getting all that I can out of this today with my auditions. It's an that's SNL my audition. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've worked really hard on that one. <laughs> <laughs> three, uh, three back to back <laughs> movies. Those Lord of the Rings movies that people forget how groundbreaking that was when New Line filmed all those movies movies at the same time, back yeah. to back, you know, outside of like reshoots and so on. But then when you get to Return of the King in 2003, nominated for 11 Academy Awards, and it won all 11 Oscars that it was nominated for, including Best Picture. It bat a thousand. I mean, that was like insane. But out of that whole trilogy, what you have is those words, my precious. Another line that is quoted in other films, you know, spoofing <laughs> yes. Return of the King. Is there another quote from any of the Lord of the Ring movies that you guys, off the top of your head, you're like, oh, this one 
I go with nope. what I neither. usually say to Molly the Wonder Dog. If she's outside for too long, I have to stand in front of her and I just say, you shall not pass. Oh. So the, the, the Gandalf kind of- I like that's from the Bible though, maybe. It I probably think they stole is. it. <laughs> J.R. might have lifted a couple things from, from the good book. But yeah, I mean, you shall not pass is the only other one that I think gets close to that as far as like Lord of the Rings. But my precious, it just, it tells you, oh, we're, it's this ring and people are really big fans of it. So everybody's going to be feeling that way the closer they get to the ring. Maybe they're like Gollum and it's a slow build. Maybe it's like Bilbo and they just freak out. But you got to destroy this ring. And that's basically what we're summing up there. And if if we look at, go back to genres, I find that romance, particularly romantic comedies, like Notting Hill is a great example. Another movie from 99 where, you know, I'm just a girl in front of a boy. Then we get to Brokeback Mountain, which is just, a, you know, it's a romantic movie, oh but it's also gosh. more of a heartbreaking romantic movie. I Wish I Knew How to Quit You was everywhere when that movie came out. All right. So first of all, here's what I got to say about Brokeback Mountain, 2005. That movie lost Best Picture. Can you tell me where who lost Best Picture to? Was that the crash year? That was the crash year. And <laughs> Good boy, job, Mark. Mark, well, I, Mark. The, the way Scott teed it up, I was like, oh, I don't think Scott was a fan of the film that won. Yeah, no, when I was Scott not. Scott asks the question that you can answer. It feels like it's like <laughs> the best feeling. It's like somebody yes! give me a sticker or something. But I great wish, job. Thank you. <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. What a line. Oof. What a line said by Jake Gyllenhaal's character in that film. And like the line became such a, a, a trademark of that film, kind of like I'm king of the world. When James Cameron collected his Oscar Titanic. for Titanic, he says, I'm king of the world. Of course, that like he got a lot of backlash for that. <laughs> but in the case of Brokeback Mountain, when Ang Lee went to the podium to collect his Oscar for best director, it, it had already won a couple of other awards, including best adapted screenplay. And Ang Lee, when he was collecting his award, said, I wish I knew how to quit you. Unfortunately, he spoke too soon because the audience did quit him when they chose, they Crash, chose Crash as best picture. Yeah. But that film, such a landmark film, it made like $178 million worldwide. So it really like broke a ceiling for for like a, a gay relationship in a feature film. And part of that, I, I would attribute to the power of the writing and particularly that quote where it it, it puts you in, in the boots, so to say. It puts you where you where this movie is putting this relationship and it's just these two guys who are just so, they're, they're so attracted and they, they're just trying to fight it yeah. because that's the way they were brought up. And I think that was a lot of society, probably even as far as the Academy voters go, where it's like, let's go with the safer movie. Ironically, the safer movie is called Crash, but <laughs> that's what they felt at the time. I think the test of time leans heavily in favor of Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about these epic love stories, like um, The Notebook, it, it's not over, wasn't over, it still isn't over, these lines, and they're, a lot of them are more monologues mm -hmm. in, a, in these movies, where it's like, you know, you're really professing your love, even in something like A Goodwill Hunting, where he's talking about his ex. Everybody's painting these beautiful pictures. But this, I wish I knew how to quit you. I, it's succinct, and we can all kind of like, grasp onto that and also unbelievably relatable if and you've ever raw, had yeah it's honest it's yeah. not flowery it's not like I, I i wrote you this poem right to express how much i love you it's just bare bones let's get down to it i wish i knew how to quit you uh, on top All of everything great. on top of the points that you both made it's the line that describes exactly what this movie is just like i see mm -hmm. dead people is encapsulates the sixth sense 
I wish I knew how to quit you encapsulates Brokeback Mountain. Like you have a line, you know, because we're, you were quoting uh, Goodwill Honey, you know, how, do you, how about them apples? You know, how do you like them apples? I mean, that doesn't really say what the film is, you know, or a nice trailer. But it's still thing. a great movie, right? But it's still Scott. a great movie. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, if I get a lady's number or she starts following me on Instagram at my behest, it's I'm I'm saying the line. Well, he says at the end, I got to go see about a girl, right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Good. yeah. See, that's a great line, too. Mm-hmm. That, Son of a bitch stole my wife. That's, yeah. that's the movie. And look, I wish I knew how to quit but you sums up that film just like I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her from Notting Hill. Sure. Which, by the way, came out the week after Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. And it still became a huge box office hit. But Joey yeah, Roberts- Star Wars made more money that weekend. <laughs> yes, it did, I didn't it? Um, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but Julia Roberts I was still in camping 1999. Out. <laughs> you were, weren't yeah, you? I was camping out for weeks. I remember- It's what, what I'll tell my niece and nephew. I showed up that morning, got tickets, and then I went back home, took a nap, then I went back to the theater on Thursday night. But you still have to make it seem more dramatic. I went for that midnight showing at the Village Theater in Westwood. You know, everybody <laughs> was so pumped, so excited. Then the movie's over. People walked out and were speechless. I got, a, like, I got a story about the opening of Phantom Menace. I might tell on one of our After Dark episodes coming up. But I, I want to move on here to Roxy uh, kind of teed us up with a great question at the beginning of the show yep. where it's like, are there great quotes from bad movies? Is that a possibility? And I think not only is this a quote from maybe not the freshest movie of all time, but it also maybe better than any movie quote ever has in the history of movie quotes tells you exactly what this movie is. Better than I see dead people. Better than I wish. I knew how to quit you. Snakes on a plane. I've had it with these mother effing snakes on this mother effing plane. If you don't know what the movie is from that line, you should not be in that theater. Yeah, and so had the whole audience. Everybody had had it with the snakes on the plane at that point, for sure. There are quotes like this sometimes where it's just like, I don't know why that kind of made everybody in society laugh, but it did. That just kind of, it stuck with people. It's it's, it's a situation that very, very few people have ever been in where you're on a plane and a snake gets loose. I might say none, almost none. A lot of us have, no, it's happened before. And, and I've read articles about it. It's fascinating. Oh, but wow. if you have a plane that we that most people have been on at some point, and most people know what a snake is, so and most people are afraid of snakes. Like, I'm terrified of snakes. I respect them as wonderful creatures. I think they're awesome. I'm fascinated horrified by snakes if we're all scared of snakes is it because they don't have shoulders why'd it have to be snakes why'd it have indiana jones not a fan of snakes either i don't know if it's a shoulder thing it's the invertebrate thing the way they slither the way that they're i don't it's something about it the sliminess i don't know what it is but snakes scare the crap out of me so snakes on a plane the perfect premise i'm gonna fast forward a couple more years to taken in 2008 because if there's a line you can put in a trailer i would put this up there with icy dead people or the the mother effing snakes is when Liam Neeson is on the phone. We saw like, like the trailer for Taken. Again, you got to remember back in 2008, this is just the very beginning of the middle-aged guy still an action star renaissance yeah. that Liam Neeson and Bruce Wilson, Denzel Washington, folks like that would pioneer. Liam Neeson on the phone in that voice that only he can do, sounding like Aslan the Lion, saying, I have a very particular set of skills. Yeah. Everybody, that trailer is the reason why Taken became the first huge hit of 2008. Uh, yeah. Taken, first of all, Liam Neeson remade Taken many times, even when the film was not actually called Taken. <laughs> not but, as quotable as that first one, but, but yes. You know, some of, the, some of the things that we have to remember about these great lines from whether, whether the last 25 years or even before that is sometimes a great movie line is something that isn't even scripted, something that is improvised. 
like Denzel Washington in Training Day, where he won his second Academy Award, when he says at the end of the film, King Kong ain't got shit on me. I mean, that line is basically Alonzo saying, I'm above the law, and then realizing he's not. But that line was improvised by Denzel Washington. And then you have a line like, uh, I've had enough of these mother effing stains on this mother effing plane. Let me run down the last 10 years for you, which again, they're a little lean in terms of all-time movie quotes. So from 2012, I'll skirt that movie in there just under the wire. The Hunger Games is I volunteer as tribute. I get it. It, yeah. it doesn't really stand out to me. It, it's a it's an important scene what? in the movie. But it doesn't really do it to me. Does yeah, it do it for you, Sorry, Roxy. But talk about quotes that embody the entire movie. Sure. I okay. volunteer as tribute. Mm. It's the whole film. Okay. Imagine doing that. Yeah. The bravery of it all. Like, oh my gosh. I, may the odds ever be in your favor. That's, That's what I want. Yeah. But, but what the movie That's is about. That's their metaphors be with you. What it's about is volunteering as tribute. And anybody who's been us. If you love your sibling the way that I love my siblings mm -hmm. in that moment of I volunteer as tribute, it's like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, of course you do. That's what you do. Like, and nobody's done it. That's a great quote. You there guys are you missing go. out. I stand yeah. corrected. Uh, I stand corrected <laughs> with you. And but I I do think that may the, may the odds forever be in your in favor. favor yeah. That's that's the that's like the more the force be with yeah. you with Hunger Games. Then we have 2017 Get Out. Now you're in the sunken place. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Avengers Endgame, I Love You 3000. And then from last year, our Oscar winner for Best Picture, Everything Everywhere All at Once. So even though you've broken my heart yet again, I wanted to say in another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you. And I feel the tears welling up in me already. So those are that that kind of rounds out R25. Is there another movie? that you feel like, looking at this whole list, mm -hmm. the 25 most memorable movie lines of the last 25 years, is there a movie, or maybe two, or maybe 10, that you feel like got shortchanged and was not in this list that you would swap something out with? Roxy, I feel like you are already prepared to answer this because of the way you did your research for the show. I mean, I talk about pages on pages. You both brought copious You're on your phone. I'm on I know. Your paper. <laughs> um, you know, there are several. It, it's very hard to always narrow it down. I feel like some really quotable movies, um, Borat, like... Oh, uh, my wife. Very nice. Totally. My wife. <laughs> I mean, I, like, if you see, if I see very nice, I say it like Borat. And the, the, that's so weird. Everybody was or saying Or my wife, that. come yeah. on. Like, mm -hmm. every time somebody's like, oh, my wife's at home, I say, my wife. Like, they could be telling something very serious, and I can't not do that. That's an unbelievably quotable movie. Um, all of those movies, Anchorman, Step Brothers, all of the comedies. Anchorman yeah. we do have on the list. But it's... not the quote that I would have used. Stay classy, San Diego. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> San Diego, or even Burgundy. better, Scott, Scott, Scotch, down in my belly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Very quotable. I think we went with the, uh, what was it, the Sex Panther one? It was, uh, yeah, 60% of the time it works every time. For me, with the first Anchorman, it's I'm trapped in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> that's what I would yell more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I think that you're the rare breed that that's the one that you're yelling, <laughs> but I totally get it. I feel like we messed up the Mean Girls quote. It's got to be You Can't Sit With Us. Like, you can't sit with us. Come on. That's I was going Tuesdays are for, or we wear pink on Wednesdays. 
I can't remember which day they wear um, pink. Uh, it's obviously Wednesdays. It's obviously Wednesdays. There's You're also the totally getting wear your hair shopping. in a ponytail on the day that you can't wear your hair in a ponytail. <laughs> I mean, this is on the list, but I literally was going through the drive-thru at in and out the other day, and I got a burger, fries, and a chocolate shake, and I got the food, and I and I just, I don't know, this was before I even got asked to do the show. I took the milkshake, and I went, I said I, to the, the person, I said, I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. At first, staring at me like, what the F? There's nothing worse than when you quote something and the person doesn't understand. <laughs> and you're like, anyway. Uh, <laughs> you went, there will be blood on uh, the In-N-Out drive-thru. They did not. What about, I am the captain now. Oh, People say captain that Phillips. all the time. It's not that quotable of a movie, but that one that quote. That line's great. I am the captain now is great. Uh, I have two from um, other sort of like populist movies where it's these huge blockbusters. Again, one of them not necessarily the best. People love Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. It's a great film. But the line that with great power comes great responsibility. That's from the comic. Has been yeah. in there through the years. And so when, when you're a comic book fan and you see that on the page and you see it on the big screen, it does something to you. I think in the same way that people who read Hunger Games or were even right. like, like familiar with Lord of the Rings from the source material, you see it on the big screen and it just, it does something to you that that it's never moved you like that before. Well, well, first of all, you, you talk about Wakanda Forever uh, being a great quote from Black Panther. It was so great. They named the sequel Wakanda Forever. But talking about Spider-Man, I agree. I mean, to hear, hear those words, and I'm a big, big Spider-Man person. i collected comics uh, my whole life, Spider-Man mm -hmm. in particular. But the line that I love from those three Sam Raimi movies between 2002 and 2007, at the end of Spider-Man 2, which is my all-time favorite comic book movie, Mary Jane shows up at Peter Parker's apartment and she's like, I'm here to save you. And, and he hears the sirens and Peter Parker turns to the sirens and he looks back at M MJ and she says, Go get him, Tiger. <laughs> that line just like, oh my, because- Is that the origination of go get him, Tiger? Like that's the first time we've ever heard go get him, Tiger? In, uh, in the comics. I think go get him, Tiger was around before. Okay, because, right? They, yeah. The way, the way she that. said it, she, first of all, Mary Jane in the comics, she had Tiger all the time, especially with Peter Parker, but- She was a big survivor fan everyone, the band was waiting, like I was especially waiting, like why doesn't Mary Jane ever call Peter Parker Tiger in these movies? But Sam Raimi was really smart and that movie, which was co-written by Pulitzer Prize winner, Michael Chabon, when, I mean, he saved it for the moment that counted. But the last image of that movie is of a look of concern on Mary Jane's face. Yeah, and this thing might not work how, out. Yeah, yeah. This relationship yeah. might be doomed when that you're dating movie, a superhero. Spider-Man 2 is a masterpiece. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to call it the first Transformers necessarily a masterpiece, but <laughs> I will say Optimus Prime, the guy knows how to deliver a rousing speech, right? Mm. And so when Optimus Prime says something like, fate rarely calls us at the moment of our choosing, you're like, oh, okay, this guy, that senior quote material, it may not That's be really the good. best movie or the best franchise, but that line sticks with me pretty well. I got one for you. Okay. I got one for you. It was from the best movie of 2022, the movie that should have won the Oscar for Best Picture, the movie that brought people back to the movies. Trying to think of in which In a very, quote. very, very big way, from making $1.5 billion worldwide. And saving the world. A movie I saw 12 friggin' times in 2022. Talk to me, Goose. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, yes, talk to sir. Me when he's sure. saying, talk, yeah, that I was trying to think of like the quote from Top Gun Maverick, and it may actually be something that's typed because when Mav is visiting with Iceman. Oh, yeah. 
and Iceman can't speak. It hurts him to talk, and so he's typing on his monitor. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in that exchange back and forth. Yeah, I want to talk about work. Right? Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. It's hard when you think about best quotes not being best moments. Because I had a sure. hard time with that, too. Best scenes, best interactions, but just the standalone quotes. We got to play by the rules, guys. Well, okay. Let, let, let's. <laughs> we played by the rules for the majority of the show. But before we say goodnight here, I do want to break the rules a little bit and just open the floor to any other movie quotes from any other era that you think belong in the pantheon of your personal favorite. Again, th- this movie is rotten on the tomato meter. I think uh, it's absurd that it is. But Young Guns 2, when <laughs> Billy the Kid looks at the, this this poor sap and he says, you who, I'll make you famous. Whew, you t- what a line that is. Yeah, that's yeah. got a little bit of, of, of sports competitiveness for me where that's like Michael Jordan looking at you and thinking like, oh, I'm going to watch what I do. Watch how good I am at this game. But it also shows you the mindset of Billy the Kid and that sold the movie in the trailer. When when Billy the Kid gets the pistol out and says that, it's like, I need to see what the hell's going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think that, I know I mentioned it earlier, but uh, it ain't about how hard you hit. That's like, to me, the greatest quote. Rocky, obviously. Oh, yeah. wow. And like, anything Rocky Balboa. That, any, any quotes that are inspirational that you want to put above your bed or like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you wake up to look at it, those are the ones that even though they're not the ones you quote in public the most often, the ones that you tell yourself like a do or do not, there is no try. Or the one I tell you that is not a movie quote, but it's from Drew Bloodsoe to Tom Brady, just sling it. Yeah, totally. Exactly. I think Mm -hmm. a a quote that actually is very fitting considering there is now a fifth Indiana Jones movie about to be released in theaters. <laughs> and it's a new line. trailer. It's uh, a, of holy last week. moly. <laughs> what a trailer. But I thought back to the line from the first film. It's not the years. It's the mileage. <laughs> it's not the years. It's after he just got the crap kicked out of him mm-hmm. trying to save the ark. That movie is just talk about a masterpiece, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Did you ever think you would live in a world where Indiana Jones was listening to the Sympathy by the Devil by the Rolling Stones? Not in a million <laughs> years. Not in a million years. But man, oh that my trailer god, looks this amazing. was so much fun! Just yep. going through all the. Uh, okay, last question here, real quick. Not as many horror movies as we thought. And so producer Brian and I were talking about this, and it's like, there's got to be other quotes from horror movies, all-time horror movies. Is there an all-time horror movie quote? Now, some people have this in a variety of categories, but when I grew up in Williamsburg, Virginia, at video update, Jaws was always in the horror section, and so you're going to need a bigger boat. That's a good one. It's got to be an all-time quote from a horror movie. That's a good one. The, the Shining has a few. If you want to, oh, here's Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Ooh, if you're, taking, if you're going to look at a horror movie that's also like one of the best sci-fi movies ever made, uh, get away from her, you bitch. Yes. From Aliens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, we could do this all day. Remember this line? Remember that line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, horror doesn't seem to be as quotable in general because people die. Yeah, because people die and also the standout <laughs> moments are not quotes. You get one shot basically in a horror movie. Like my favorite line from Psycho is, yeah. not really a line, but it's still, it's in there. What is it? The ring? I'll never tell. <laughs> oh, there you From, go. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! What was that movie? Oh, it's the uh, ring, right? My, that, no, 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 no. It's Michael Douglas. It's uh, don't say a word from two thousand one. Don't say a word. Yeah, two thousand one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but it was very similar hmm. the way she was acting to the way Samara moves out of the world. Yeah, well, Samara's the one who said it. Brittany Murphy. Mind, so. yeah. <laughs> Brittany Murphy. Yeah, there right? you go. Yep. There you go. Got it. All right, we'll go. Okay, so we got some horror movie love in there as well. So uh, <laughs> that is going to do it for us. Let's quickly go to Mailbag, Brian. 
we, we really could talk movie quotes all day because they just keep popping up. We didn't even get to Caddyshack. My God, you take drugs, Danny, every day. Good, good. Oh, my God. Argo, fuck yourself. That's a great one. <laughs> all right. So this is from uh, Ketchup Crew member Steve Iwerman. You can be like Steve and email us anytime. RT is wrong at RottenTomatoes.com. And Steve says, hey, guys, love the podcast. I enjoyed the episode on Super Mario Brothers from 1993. In sticking with the cartoon video game genre, what about the live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990? It's 41% rotten, which I think is criminal, and I'm inclined to agree with you there, Steve. Saw it and loved it as a kid, and it still holds up today. The action scenes are pretty legit for 1990, especially considering how cumbersome those turtle suits had to be. Keep up the good work, Steve. All right, 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Can you give me a quote from that movie? Not on your life, Did Roxy. You, no, absolutely not. Uh, but, are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> something about pizza. Cowabunga. Uh, cowabunga, great. D this is uh, this is my issue right now, and I'll tell you guys what's happening. Did you guys have recurring nightmares as kids? I still have recurring nightmares. Recurring nightmares. Yes. Warriors about certain turtles yes. that fought crime. Uh, they would come out of the TV, and they would kick the crap They're out here. of me. It was that through the windows, through the TV, were those live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle looking creepers. And, and I, oh, I hated them. Was it Raphael? Up. I, I, I was, wouldn't put it past him. It was all of them, all those artists. They were coming through every <laughs> single place. And my brother then knew that I hated them. So every birthday party, instead of doing Power Rangers, he would do turtles. It, it just was such a nightmare that I can't talk about them. Too long. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll go with Master Splinter when he yeah. said, I made it funny. Um, so I, I love Turtle. We should do that soon on the show, Steve. Thanks for that. Um, just wrapping things up here real quick. You could not have had two better guests to talk movie quotes with than Scott Mance and Roxy Stryer. Mance, man, where can everybody out there find you and all the cool stuff you're working oh, on? Oh, you know what? Just follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Movie Mance for all your movie knowledge, all your movie, movie like upcoming stuff, especially I've been quoting, I've been posting a lot of stuff about Star Trek because I just love season three of Star Trek Picard. And if you are not watching season three of Star Trek Picard on Paramount Plus, you're missing out. All right, Roxy Stryer, okay. just All adding right. yet another TV show to her docket. You watched what, 125 shows last yeah, year? Yeah, and easy peasy. I'll watch this in a day. I'll get uh, yeah. right back yeah, to you. This is like Please yeah. Do, yeah. child's play. I um, binge quick. <laughs> where can all the kids out there find you when you're not watching the tube? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer, and even while I'm watching the tube, I'm, that's where I am. So, you know, keep up with me there. You can get a gold star from us. Once again, email us, rtisrong at rottentomatoes.com anytime. Tell us what movies we should be talking about, what lists on Rotten tomatoes.com like the 25 most memorable movie lines from the last 25 years should we cover tv shows in there as well let us know your thoughts rt is wrong at rottentomatoes.com whatever your podcast platform of choice asks you to do subscribe rate review all that good stuff do it for us because we keep bringing you the best guests in the game like a scott mance or and a roxy stryer next week's episode i love when we get to do these it's an after dark so you never know what you're gonna get it's a little bit looser we have some topics that we get to eventually always with a primo guest so keep your eyes open for that in the meantime for roxy stryer Scott Mance, Brian Perez, Remsen Allard, and everybody else here at the Rotten Tomatoes family. I am merely Mark Ellis saying thank you, good night, and good luck. <laughs> <laughs>